You can tell a lot about a letter by the way it begins. If a letter begins with dear so-and-so, it's probably from a family member or a friend. If it begins with dear resident, it's probably heading straight to the recycling bin. When Paul began a letter to one of his churches, he would often address it to the saints living in that city. When Peter began his first letter, he addressed it to the elect and to the exiles scattered around the world. But when you look at John's epistles, which are in part the subject of our new worship series called A New Creation, it is a distinct tone altogether. Throughout his letters, he addresses his readers as little children. Now, there are a number of different ways to hear that phrase. I'm pretty sure that if I began one of my sermons addressing you as little children, you may not take that altogether well. There's something about being called a child that feels a bit demeaning. If someone were to say to you, you're acting like a child, or I think you're a child, then you would hardly take that as a compliment suggests immaturity or naivete, even foolishness to be called a child. But that's what John called them, and that's what he would call us. But there are at least two reasons why being called a child in this context is a beautiful and encouraging way for us to see ourselves. The first reason is this. God isn't finished with you yet. In verse 2, John says, Now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. To be a child is to remember that maturity does not happen overnight. and Discipleship takes time. The forming of Christian character is a lifelong process, and God isn't finished with us yet. If John had referred to us as the elders or the mature, we might come to the impression that we're supposed to have the Christian life already figured out. But you know as well as I do that we have a long way to go in terms of living the life that God intends for us. And as he says in this passage, our journey to becoming like Jesus has not yet been revealed. It's an ongoing process to address our sinful habits and our hang-ups. There is no instant fix to overcome the various ways that you're broken There is no shortcut to spiritual maturity. Think about it this way. You remember the Israelites back in the Old Testament? God saved them from slavery in Egypt. Now, if the Israelites who had just been freed had done a straight beeline from the Red Sea to the Jordan River, a straight line walk from captivity to the promised land, that should have only taken them about six weeks. But instead took them upwards of 40 years. Why? Because the wilderness experience itself, as hard as it was, became important to them. It was formative for them. It was in the wilderness that they learned to trust fully in God and discover something about themselves and learn to let go of their sinful instincts and and learn to love each other in community. It also was God's way of guiding them around the armies and and deathly conditions that they would have encountered if they'd just gone straight through. At times they complained, just as you and I do when things in life don't go the way we plan or desire or go at the speed we want. But the wilderness was a reminder to them that the journey, the process of maturity, was as important as the destination itself. 
And by the way, what is it that the Bible often calls these Israelites throughout the Old Testament? Children. Children of Israel. Children of the promise. When John calls us little children, it's a reminder to stay on the journey toward maturity, one step at a time. It could be that today you are facing a fear or anxiety about something that you are dreading in the future. You're recognizing the limits of your control, maybe, maybe even feeling helpless about something in your life. Well, little children, there's one thing you have for certain. You have today. You have this moment. And you have the courage and the fortitude to take things just one minute and hour at a time, one step at a time. And before you know it, hours become days, days become weeks, and you will find yourself further along this wilderness, confronting your fears more than you ever dreamt possible. Or it could be that today you are facing some flaw in your character or behavior, some, some aspect of your life that you know you need to overcome. It could be an addiction or some sinful attitudes or behaviors that, try as you might, you can't seem to defeat. Well, little children, take heart and strength from Jesus, who will give you just enough, one step at a time, to move forward, to overcome your sins. As it says in the scripture reading today, all who have this hope in Jesus purify themselves, just as Jesus is pure. Could be that today you are heartbroken over a relationship that's been strained or you're overcome by the injustices in our country and world or, or you're worried about how this pandemic has changed so much in your life that the grief and the fear seem so hard to bear. Well, little children, God is with us on this journey and God will help increase your faith and increase your trust and help you develop new muscle memories to take things one day at a time. One of the ancient Christians was named St. John the Short. He was a 4th century desert father, a Christian mystic, who lived in seclusion in order to ponder and write about the spiritual life. St. John the Short lived in the middle of a wilderness, the Skeet Desert in Egypt. One day, John was seeking guidance from a spiritual guide who gave him a peculiar task to perform. The guide handed John a dead stick and gave him the following instructions. Pour a jug of water over its base every day until it bears fruit. Now, the distance to the water source was such that John had to leave every evening to get to the water and did not return until the next morning. For three long years, John maintained this daily practice until the dead stick turned green and eventually bore fruit. John then picked the fruit took it to the church, and said to the brothers, take and eat the fruit of obedience. The story reminds us that it is your journey toward maturity that is as important as your goal. It means taking things one step at a time, focusing only on what you have to do today to live the kind of life that God intends for you to live. John calls us little children to remind us that spiritual maturity and trust do not come overnight, and God is with us to take things one step at a time. But here's the other thing that John would want us to know. We're not just little children. We are children of God. That is the most important thing to remember. 
no matter what hardships we face, and no difficulty will ever take that away from us. Verse 1 says, See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Maya Angelou was one of the most significant literary voices and civil rights activists of our lifetime. She endured great trauma as a child and eventually rose to acclaim as a stirring voice for equality and freedom for African-American persons, organizing alongside Martin Luther King Jr. Her autobiographies are considered some of the greatest works of literature in the 20th century. Much of her work and her sense of dignity was rooted in her faith. In an interview, she said, quote, I believed that there was a God because I was told it by my grandmother and later by other adults. But when I found that I knew not only that there was a God, but that I was a child of God, when I understood that, when I comprehended that, and more than that, when I internalized that, ingested that, I became courageous. For Maya Angelou, that kind of courage To live in the face of fear, injustice, and brokenness is the most important virtue that people of all ages can develop. Can not only motivate you to live your life without fear, it can help you see other people as fellow children of God, even those who are different from you. In that same interview, she said, I will see human beings and I believe that they were made by God and I'm not in a position to put them down because they look different from me. That's the power of seeing yourself and others as children of God. That is the power of love. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, John says, and that is what we are. When you look at yourself and consider where you are in your life with all of its challenges and opportunities, what would it mean for you to look in the mirror and say to the person staring back at you, I am a child of God. I'm not perfect. My life may be fractured and hard, but God is not finished with me yet. And I know that this long journey is itself part of God's blessing. And as I learn to trust God day by day, I will learn what it means to love God, to love myself, and to love others, which means I can face these days with courage, not fear, with determination, not despair, and with the sense that God is doing a new creation in me. I am a child of God which means that when I look into the eyes of other people, I see kinship in them, for we are all children of God together. Let's pray. God of truth and love, thank you for calling us to be your children and for being a loving parent to us all. In you, we find our truest identity and our highest purpose. Teach us to love one another and give us the courage to face the uncertainties of life. Thank you for the wilderness, as hard as it might be, that we might learn to trust you and follow you one step at a time. In Jesus' name, amen.